The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me on your weekend, your Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. It's Friday then and Saturday, Sunday. What? Thank you so much, guys. It's been a good week over here. I'm super excited. My wife and I are closing on at home. A lot of cool stuff happening. Um, man, and the Buffalo Bills are... <laughs> I mean, they're dealing with so many people that are just undermining their ability to get back to form, and that means AFC Championship form, and that's fine. I think that's where the conversation needs to stay. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it, it's nice to have your team out in the, you know, the spotlight, so to speak, but in my opinion, I, I think it's nice to have a little bit of time out of the spotlight, still playing those you know, uh, marquee games in primetime, which we're going to be talking about. But even with all those primetime games, apparently it's just not enough. And are we just waiting? This is what this podcast is about. Are we just waiting for the Bills to reach a cliff? We heard a while back, <laughs> years ago, Max Kellerman challenge uh, the idea that Brady is still elite. He can play at an elite level at the age he was at. Um, and literally shortly after, he then leaves New England Patriots and goes and wins a Super Bowl in you know, Tampa Bay. There's always going to be doubters. I mean, Sam Acho has the Bills out of the top five and seems as though he hasn't tracked all of the additions the Buffalo Bills have made um, offensively. And, and you look at this stat. I mean, it's staggering, right? Teams with the most primetime games, Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cowboys at six. Buffalo is supposed to be a city no one cares about. Is ugly. It's this and that. It's a sports town, and it's 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 beautiful. If if anyone has actually driven through the the just the grand spectrum that is Buffalo, it's beautiful out there. 
Um, some people think that you don't deserve to have all of these primetime games unless you're in this just grand city. Listen to this. I, I've driven through Kansas City. It's not amazing, right? And 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 we we still remember the San Diego Chargers, right? Um, <laughs> they end up going to Los Angeles and they're sharing a stadium. The Buffalo Bills don't need to share a stadium, and we all know the hype about the Cowboys every single year. That's they're they're never going to live up to. So there's a lot to be reckoned with whenever you really think about talking about the Buffalo Bills this way. And and again, it's become one of these things where it's easy to beat down on you know a, a dead horse in the media it's so easy because the, the minute you mention that city or that team the the mob comes out the mafia comes out and they bring numbers into the tv station to the youtube channels to everything podcasts you name it um because we we're very proud of who the buffalo bills are and we believe they deserve to be at the point of getting all this publicity. And I mean, for me, you're going to ask me, I kind of like being kind of in the gray area in the shadows just because I hate getting to the point of, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, go into the playoffs and the playoffs are, they're so incredibly hard and you lose a fair and square game and it's, or you, you lose a heartbreaker. Um, quite frankly, I would, I like to lose fair and square games cause you see where you stand. You don't see a wishful, you know, situation. Um, so starting off here, right, it, it, when, when you talk about a cliff, there's so many things that, I mean, it's, it's the most broadest and, I, I, in my opinion, I think absolutely just stupid thing to talk about. But it's, it's what people are, are actually perceiving about this team. Like, they're at a point of no return. If they don't win next year, they're going to have to implode the team. No, they don't have to do that. They're drafting great. It's just about development. Um, I think they've been in the last couple of years in a situation where they need to win now. Um, definitely. But again, this is a city, this is a team that for the first time since the early 90s are trying to cultivate and, and formulate uh, a sustaining winning culture. And they finally found that. Whereas you look at teams like the Los Angeles Rams, they were always striving to just do it once, and then that was it. And now they imploded the entire team, and they're stuck with an aging quarterback that gets hurt, and that's it. Your your superstars are gone. Jalen Ramsey's at Miami. Um, Aaron Donald doesn't know if he wants to play there anymore. There, I don't I don't see any big signings. DeAndre Hopkins isn't over there. I mean, you can go off the list. Uh, they don't have any marquee guys on that team anymore. So, then what about the Bills? Well, if you're talking about a cliff, they're not even close to it yet, right? They're still climbing. They're still trying to figure out a lot of who they are. Um, and drafting a guy in Dalton Kincaid really says a lot. And we've talked about him several times um, on this channel and for the last couple of weeks on Buff Hub. And I think it was a very smart and strategic pick on trying to make your offense more dynamic at a specific position versus let's just keep stacking one position. Okay, well, then teams are just going to attack you one way. They're just going to play shell coverage, and then you're going to have to hope that 
uh, your offensive line sustains blocks enough for Josh Allen to be able to throw with touch where the ball needs to go. Um, but again, when you hit the red zone, the windows get tighter. And just because you have the greatest wide receivers on the planet doesn't mean they're always going to get open in the red zone. It's the absolute hardest thing to do, right? So when you have a, a tight end, you're able to really um, rupture game plans with the RPO um, and the running game. So moving on here. The schedule to me, I think, is very spaced out and fair. This is the I, I've said this on Twitter. Um, I think this is the first season where I think the Bills have a very spaced out and healthy balance of a schedule, although they're in the top five of most difficult, right? But look, I mean, the Buffalo Bills within the last four seasons have won 51 games. That's just trailing the Kansas City Chiefs at 62. In the last four seasons, the top three teams with the most wins, the Chiefs at 62, the Bills at 51, the Packers at 49. Building a winning culture. And looking here now, you have the Buffalo Bills opening the season against the New York Jets. I think this is a great icebreaker. Let's get out of let's get it out of the way. I don't want to deal with all the mess that is the media for three weeks. Oh, week three's coming. Week three's coming. Let's see if Buffalo No, let, let's just get it out of the way in the first game of the season. Just like last year when they thought Buffalo was going to cave going against the Rams at Los Angeles and we obliterated them. If the Bills go to New Jersey and win, look at this. The Raiders come to Buffalo. Buffalo goes to Washington. Miami comes to Buffalo. The Jaguars play the Bills <laughs> at London. And then you have the Giants. You have the Pats. You have the Buccaneers. You have the Bengals, the Broncos, the Jets, the Eagles. And this is where things get interesting, right? It's going to be a tough stretch because the fact is, they're not getting a bye week till week 13. I kind of like that, though. I like that it's a little later in the season. I don't like like anything from between week 7 and week 10. Um, personally, it's just because I think that towards the end of the season, into December, that's when you get that's when you get on a hot streak. And Buffalo in, into the month of December. They go to Arrowhead, and then in the blistery, blistering cold wind, I hope that happens, the Cowboys come to Buffalo. They go to Los Angeles, then then New England comes to Buffalo, and then Buffalo finishes the season off at Hard Rock Stadium. So another cool thing is the Buffalo Bills are not looking to have to play in uh, just blistering heat in Miami at all. I think the league caught notice of that. I think that might have been one of the things that derailed this team, um, whether it was scripted or not. <laughs> I think... It, I think it's one of those things you have to take into consideration. Uh, the Bills deserve a little bit of a break with this hard season. I think that definitely happens going against the Miami Dolphins this year. I got the Bills maybe losing three, three to four games this year. I think they're going to come out hot. I think they're going to do great. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna play with some vengeance and some fire in their eyes. I don't think when you look at what Brandon Bean has done with this roster, it's not formulated to – you know, 
be a one-and-done type of a season, right? We felt that way last year with, you know, taking Von Miller. But reality right now is the Bills are stacked on offense. We just haven't seen everything on the field. And Deontay Hardy, I, I mean, Scherf, Scherf, Sheffield, excuse me, Sherfield, it's, it's, I just keep forgetting how to say his name. We got a ton of speed on this team. Um, Isaiah McKenzie's gone, so a lot of a lot of gadget plays that can go whichever way. I think what the Bills are trying to do is move the tight ends, you know, more into the game plan and get the one-on-one situations for Diggs and Davis. They're explosive up top, and hopefully out of that we can build and sustain, um, a, you know, a respectable running attack to where defenses have to account for when the Bills go 12 personnel or even a fullback and one tight end is on the field. I think it's something to think about. I think you got Kincaid, who's a flex tight end. It's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him. Um, but hey, I want to finish with a poll here, right? So it's, it's a little off topic, but something that really struck me, because look at Matt Ariza here, right? And so I asked, I asked on, on Twitter couple of days ago do you think the bills should re-sign former punter Matt Ariza and, and then and it kind of made me interested to get the vibration of Bill's Mafia because it was almost a dead split and then some of you were the 12 percent right that said I don't know but I mean 43 percent of you said you would like him back on the team whereas 45 percent of you said no created some discussion here and it was it was a very interesting conversation. One of the guys says, I'm surprised that 45% still say no. I'm in the IDK camp because it sounds like the info still hasn't been completely vetted. And then we had another guy say it's just the thing to do. And we got some more clarification from another guy um, saying at best, you know, there was something else where it led to the investigation wasn't completely conclusive, yada, yada, yada. Some of you were just very straightforward. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough decision because I still don't know what to expect out of Sam Martin. I think he did decent. Um, but if we have one of those games where, you know, it's a defensive game where that could be the first game of the season, it's gonna it's an interesting conversation to have. You want a good punter. Field position definitely wins games. But anywho, guys, just uh, – feeling the vibrations here of Bill's Mafia and what's happening with this new schedule release. Thank you so much for listening on Buff Hubby Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, for all the first responders and military out there. Thank you for all you do for our country and our communities. Guys, uh, stay united out there. Look out for each other. And Eddie, uh, you're hanging strong in the hospital. Been praying for you, man. Thank you so much for being an inspiration to Bill's Mafia. All right, over and out. Go Bills.